at this. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Day three of training camp. It's Bull Brock, Johnny Venerable here at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. Mr. Bull Brock, we just left the stadium in Glendale. Quite a few takeaways. Some good, maybe some not so good. Yeah, we'll start with the good. How yeah. about that? Yeah, How sure, about sure, the sure. Uh, direction, uh, the new culture for the Arizona Cardinals that Left tackle DJ Humphreys says was a culture shock. Yep. Jonathan Gannon really set the tone three days in the training camp. And uh, following suit is not a disgruntled Buda Baker. I wouldn't say that, you know, he's the happiest of all employees, but he's certainly on board with what JG's selling. Yeah, absolutely. And again, got good comments, good bites from both JG and Buda. But we started our day talking with Jonathan Gannon amongst the many Arizona media members. And Gannon was specifically asked, and you could tell. Like the clip we have, I don't even think does it justice. Mm-hmm. Somebody brought up, not not this show, not these reporters, but somebody brought up the idea to JG. Did you have to convince Buda Baker to come back despite the rebuild that the Cardinals are going through? And I'm paraphrasing. And the look that Jonathan Gannon <laughs> gave this poor media member was that of just a significant death stare. Do, do not bring up rebuild. Certainly do not bring up tank in front of JG, especially as it relates to Jonathan Gannon. Producer Emma, I think we have this bite. Yeah, I think all spots are open for grabs right now on the entire team. Let's let's try. Uh, do we have it? As far as Buddha Baker, as far as Buddha wants to play football and he's a warrior. He wants to win, and hopefully, he feels that for me and the coaches. Yeah, I mean, he just had to hold himself back from just saying, <laughs> guys, we're, we're not trying to lose games, and I didn't have to convince Buda Baker to come here and, and lose 17 games. Like, can we can we pump the brakes on that? I, right. know it's, I know it's in vogue. Everybody wants to talk about this team not winning, and Buda Baker was asked as much, but, like, it, these projections, you can tell. Like, it's one thing to dick around in May and June yeah. and say Cardinals are going to be terrible, blah, we're in camp now, and for for people just to basically come out and say, "Hey, you guys, you guys may only win four games," that pisses some people off. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, Buda Baker said he's all in as far as where he stands as far as that, and kind of getting rid of the outside noise. And Buda Baker getting a full rundown of, of his uh, his likes as far as describing him from yeah. Jonathan Gannon. Let me tell you something about Buda Baker. He loves football. He's yep. a warrior, mm-hmm. uh, and he's here to win football games, and that's the mentality of the rest of this football club. And and you love to hear it. Uh, look, Monty Austin Ford's doing one job. Jonathan Gannon's doing another job, and the players are doing another job as well. I mean, Monty Austin Ford's job is to pave the way in the front office, roster structure-wise, for this future to draft and develop. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't give the Arizona Cardinals and Jonathan Gannon that much ammo to produce this season. He didn't go all in in free agency. He was, you know, obviously handcuffed with the draft picks uh, this season for the most part, you know, with what he was kind of uh, what he took over. Yeah. But, you know, Monty Ostenfort's job is to to rebuild this roster and he has his way of going about it. But don't get that lost. That, that doesn't get lost. Jonathan Gannon is focused on winning football games. The players in that locker room are focused on doing their job, and that's the right mentality as far as the rebuild goes. Listen, this network had access to Caleb Williams, and we asked Caleb Williams about potentially becoming a member of the Arizona Cardinals, doing our job and our due diligence because Caleb Williams is projected to be the first overall pick. Jonathan Gannon, that's the furthest thing from his mind, is Caleb Williams and next April and where the team may or may not finish. Their, their eyes and ears are set on week one against the Commanders. They expect to win that game. They expect to win week two against the New York Giants. They are taking the approach, even though a lot of people may dismiss it, of winning this season. Now, will that come to fruition? I'm pretty excited when I watch this team. Are there all pros everywhere? No. But for the first time in about 20 years, they're embracing young players. They're embracing empowering young players and putting young players like Isaiah Simmons in positions to have the most success of their professional career. I mean, you look at big number 70, Paris Johnson, does not look like a rookie, is not being treated like a rookie, was in the locker room with the vets yesterday like he's a rookie, excuse me, like he's a starter because he is. Michael Wilson, we're going to talk about him. He's mixing it up with the ones on offense. So I I get it. It's not in vogue to say, well, the Cardinals are going to be competitive this year. But I I just, for Jonathan Gannon and Buda Baker, the, the time is now. The time is it next spring. The time is it in 2025. 
Yes, we both hope that they're still here, members of the Arizona Cardinals, but for this fall, right now, there's a sense of urgency, and you yeah. see that every time you watch this team practice. Well, Buda Baker outlined it several times today as people tried to kind of poke and prod, you know, this offseason, his contract request, his potential trade request this offseason. He never yeah. definitively said he wanted out of the desert, but, you know, the reports are there, and I don't think anybody else is denying that. But Buda Baker understands it's a results leak. Yeah. And if you don't produce, especially uh, on a personal level and, and work within in the team, you know, structure, you're and you're not going to have a lot of success in this league. And ownership, front office are going to find guys that can't. And yeah. say, what have you done for me lately, league? And even with when you're staring down a rebuild, you know, the, the players, they have to show up. The coaching staff has to show up because they are as far as how they're evaluated, it's the results on the playing field. Monty Austin Ford's operating in, in, a, in a different way. And like I see Emil and what's up? Welcome to the chat. Welcome to the show. You know, embracing, you know, as far as the the tank, tank season. We have fun with tank. We like yeah. we embrace the fun parts of the tank. We have tank Tuesdays every week here on MPHNX Cardinals. The fun aspect of that, getting to watch and scout college players, top-tier college players, because the Cardinals have two premium first round picks their own and the Houston Texans and then you know six within the top three rounds uh the fun part as far as that goes and, and what you know maybe not winning would gift the Arizona Cardinals yeah. in a hard se- another hard season but also it's 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 the Arizona Cardinals are understand like that the players aren't just gonna go lay down out there no Jonathan Gannon's not gonna lay down AZ fan, 1998, great year. Uh, Cardinals made the playoffs that year. $2 super chat, bold prediction, Cardinals go to the playoffs under JG. I mean, I, I want to see that come to fruition, whether it's this year or next year, whenever that happens. But, I mean, Gann- Gannon's an impressive guy. And you can tell that his impact has already been felt within this franchise and Monty Austin Ford to some extent. But the day-to-day, that belongs to JG. And Buda Baker spoke at about this as much talking about Jonathan Gannon and the little things that they've implemented. Listen to this bite from the All-Pro Safety. I mean, there's multiple details that they've, that they've said and came across that, you know, um, made me, you know, want to believe them. Um, just little details, you know. They, they preach on the little details, um, even as small as, you know, making sure when you come into meetings you're wearing Cardinals gear. Just little, those little details and, um, you know, you know, finding someone if they're 30 seconds late to a meeting. Um, little things like that is where you develop a culture, you develop things that, um, you know, that you like. And for me, it's it's been great. Look, I, I, I've said this, I told you this as we were making our way back to the studio. I think Buda Baker is less than content with his situation, right? I, I yeah. think he obviously has a lot of pride, has loyalty to this organization that drafted him, made him at one point the highest paid safety and has given them the chance to become one of the best safeties in the league. Whatever the hell, you know, screw whatever the hell the NFL and its top 100s list, you know, says him 73rd. Uh, but you know, him understanding and in, in re- being the epitome of the Jonathan Gannon, Monty Austin Ford, Arizona Cardinals, as far as what they want from a player, and then seeing like seeing them hold players accountable and, and it not just being a, an empty word, right? Uh, to, to and seeing that it's it's going to benefit them down the road when players are reprimanded for just being just late to to a meeting yeah. or guys that are not wearing and embracing and wearing the Cardinals colors or, or logo going in, in, in different, you know, areas of, of their training or, or uh, as far as their studies go. I mean, that's huge. I mean, that's continuing to lead by example uh, and coming off of an offseason where he was away from the team because of a contract dispute. He just gets right back on track. Well, and he's the one you do, I, I feel like you don't have to hold accountable because he holds himself accountable. And we saw that last year on Hard Knocks. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, how much different could this be from what Cliff Kingsbury did last year? Well, let me tell you how different it was. Well, while players were allowed to stay at home last year during training mm-hmm. camp, and that's subsequently how... Hollywood Brown got his extreme speeding ticket and uh, was it an arrest as a result? Um, players have to be with the Cardinals at the hotel and the, and the team facility. Like you do not have an option to stay away. And then additionally, what is the example you like to use is Lecky Fotu last year during the team's seven game losing streak as a part of hard knocks during individual drills, defensive tackle drills was making pancakes. 
for the defensive line. Like they were trying to go through film and they were working on technique. Was waffles. He had the waffle. He's press. making waffles. <laughs> and now it's like, if you're 30, 30 seconds late to a team meeting, you are fine. If you don't have Cardinal gear on, get some Cardinal gear on. There, there was just so much individualism and just like Mickey Mouse bullshit that was a Remember part of Remember Calvin franchise. Beecham had to go to the hospital because he ate too much popcorn? Can you imagine if <laughs> this coaching... I, I, you I, forgot I, I about that? I blocked that out. That was in Hard Knocks. That was a main topic in Hard Knocks. Calvin Beecham at the time, you know, one of the more well-respected... And I'm not trying to like drag Calvin Beecham. Listen, we've here, all been there. But there was right. a point where he ate so much popcorn and he was feeling he wasn't feeling healthy, and he had he went to the hospital, and they said, "Yeah, dude, it's nothing serious. I, you just ate to, too much popcorn." I refuse to believe that. I know it <laughs> happened. We lived it. We all lived it together. Um, yeah, exactly. That didn't happen any longer. Yeah, and if it does, your pro- your ass is either in fined or, or in trouble in some sort of way. Yeah, Chase, absolutely. Grown ups finally in the building, and that's what should give you. You know, is we haven't seen Jonathan Gannon coach a down for the Arizona Cardinals. We haven't seen his coaching staff in action, even in the preseason. But it's it gives you faith. It gives you optimism that they're the right guys. Popcorn. Popcorn to the hospital. Uh, you just you feel difference in the facility. You feel difference with the vibe around the coaching staff. And I, I, I want Jonathan Gannon to work. I'd be lying to you right now if I told you this is going to work. They're going to they're going to consistently make the playoffs. They're going to contend for Super Bowls. But what I do know is whatever the hell they were doing under Cliff Kingsbury and, and Steve Kime was the opposite of what works. And they tried to get by with individual talent and star players. I mean, fr- frankly, let's just call it what it is. And I was talking to producer Emma about this before the show. There's no J.J. Watt. There's no DeAndre mm-hmm. Hopkins, right? There's no Chandler Jones of years past. Like, they have talent. It's young. But the proven talent on the team, I, I would say, is right now few and far between. Kyler Murray's not practicing. Zach Ertz isn't practicing. I mean, unless you're counting like James Conner and company, maybe a little bit of Hollywood Brown who didn't practice today. It's, they they have a lot of unknowns on this roster, but I they would take that every step of the way because they told Hollywood or excuse me DeAndre Hopkins twenty one million dollars get the hell out of here. They are literally taking a bulldozer, a wrecking ball to this roster and remaking it to their liking, so that in twelve to eighteen months, guess who's the star on this team? Paris Johnson Jr., Michael Wilson, right? These young players that they're going to help elevate hopefully like a Zayvon Collins. So I, I think that it's easy to confuse talentless with unproven. And I think the Cardinals are more unproven than they are lacking talent. Yeah, I completely agree with it. I, I also like this uh, no air no air raid ro- offense comment. I mentioned this to you the other day after the comments came out of uh, a Broncos camp that Sean Payton was just crushing Nathaniel Hackett. And maybe the Cardinals absolutely dodged a bullet by not getting you know the most popular and as far as biggest bass resume on the coaching market this offseason and gone the right direction with Jonathan Gannon. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think Jonathan Gannon understands, you know, he's, he's not going to get caught just crushing an, another guy, part of the tribe, as far as a guy who didn't even get to spend a full season as, as a first year head coach for the, for the Broncos. And, I, I don't see any kind of arrogance. I see confidence, but I don't see any kind of arrogance either. I, I think this roster is 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 needed for Jonathan Gannon and vice versa. I think Gannon was the, the the perfect fit for where this team needs to go. Like the Cardinals are not in a position, I believe, with with Sean Payton now in hindsight. Like I, I think Sean Payton has a shelf life in terms of an NFL head coach, John Gruden style, and 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 they and they're going all in to try to compete and win this year, and that's great for the Denver Broncos and our friends at DMVR. We we of course wish them immense success, but Cardinals are taking a much different down the road and intermediate view for this roster. And I just that does not, in my opinion, line up with with Sean Payton. It's almost kind of like, you know, Bruce Arians had a shelf life in Arizona, right? You got what, six great years with Bruce Arians, but you knew like they're hoping Jonathan Gannon is the head coach of this team for 15 years. They they want him to be the stalwart. You had told me something while we were walking in the facility, like Cliff Kingsbury is significantly older than Jonathan Gannon. Yeah. But you would never know that mm-hmm. listening to Gannon speak, how he carries himself. This this roster is very impressionable. And so they need somebody like this to follow, somebody that they can relate to. I asked Marco Wilson in the locker room after practice, like, what's it like having a defensive back coach as a head coach? And, and he was beaming because he and mm. the other DBs are relishing this opportunity. I think that that's why, you know, at the end of the day, Buda Baker is going to play his best football yeah. under Jonathan Gannon. Yeah, and, and we'll see from Isaiah Simmons, somebody we talked to JG about today. Um, and, you know, he 
he gave us an in-depth answer, answer something we didn't get from the previous regime. This, this isn't like crush Cliff Kingsbury time, and it is. I, I kind of, I kind of agree uh, with with the the take in the chat about uh, Steve Kime, no doubt about it. I mean, Monty Osfort and and Jonathan Gannon at this point, they really seem to have been the right choice to go out there and get an external GM. Uh, and, and to get some fresh eyes on this organization and where it was lacking, mm-hmm. and it was lacking in, in a significant amount of departments, uh, it, it's it's really it's it breathes confidence into this organization that was rudderless for far too long. Yeah, I, I want to bring up a quick point. We had an opportunity to visit with Josh Weinfuss of, of ESPN before practice started today, and he's been covering the team for some yeah. time. Was a part of the organization. He he said something that stood out to me that I thought was interesting. That I think fans will see. If they come out to State Farm Stadium, come out tomorrow, by the way, open practice bowl, and I'll be there. He said this is the like the first legitimate offensive line that he has seen mm. in terms of size and depth, just the magnitude of their of their front five. I don't know if they're going to be the most talented group on the team or in the NFL, but I, I think this offensive line is probably the most undervalued position unit on the team. They looked apart. The yeah. I mean, they, they are point, enormous. Yeah. They mm-hmm. are in, in Paris and it's it really, it's led by the two tackles. Humphreys looks like he's in tremendous shape and Paris Johnson jr. Does not look like a rookie. Uh, I can't say that enough. I know people are probably sick of me, you know, going <laughs> off the deep end with Paris Johnson and Michael Wilson, Michael Wilson and Paris Johnson jr. Look like they've been in the NFL for like three plus years, the way they're built physically. Now, Michael Wilson was at Stanford for like a decade. But Paris Johnson Jr., you can tell he was he was bred out of a blue chip collegiate program in Ohio State. Like he is ready to play. Mm-hmm. He's ready to play on NFL Sundays. We saw the video of what he did to Zayvon Collins yesterday, and, and they don't have pads on yet. So I may be jumping the gun a little bit, but I mean there's, there's a big difference between this young man and a lot of the other first rounders this this franchise has drafted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Braden will get into to petsing and his offense a little bit later. Some interesting insight until how, how the offense was was navigating today uh with their quarterback one was was taking reps but wasn't throwing the football we'll get into that and colt mccoy and should there be maybe concern about uh how they approach the quarterback position this offseason and do we, how much confidence do you have in colt and then there's 91 clay Combs saying seems like they flopped thompson jt and simmons position which i loved you were out there getting your first kind of glimpse of of JG Nick Rollis's defense today. Yeah. Isaiah Simmons getting his kind of getting his teeth uh, cut with his his new position. What yeah. do you think? I well, I kept my distance from Isaiah. Um, <laughs> when I was walking off the field, he was right there, and I didn't make if, eye contact. If he tuned into any PHNX <laughs> which Cardinals, he, which you we understand know he why. probably does not. Um, listen, Isaiah's at the top of the defense as of, like the he's like if you ever watch those early two thousand Raven defenses, he's like Ed Reed. He's playing that Ed Reed role. I don't know if it's going to come to fruition. It's going to work out. Buddha's the box safety, the strong safety, who's more versatile. I don't want to put a label of box safety to Buddha Baker. And then Jalen Thompson slides down and plays slot corner. Um, it's the secondary, again, like the offensive line, I think it's got a lot of talent. You know, you mentioned to me, it's like Christian Matthews is, is playing a lot of outside corner. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Marco Wilson, you know, I, I think is going to be doing extension sooner rather than later. Secondary is fine. Like secondary will be just fine. I think the pass rush is going to be solid. It's, I worry about the middle of the defense, and I hope that secondary gets opportunities to go and get the football. But Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, we're we're going to give them grace. We talked about it on yesterday's show. Like they're transition. These are brand new positions. They're transitioning for the first time. But I mean, who would you rather have than Jonathan Gannon to to, to help him with that transition? But it's a gamble at the end of the day. Speaking of gambling, so is our friends, the premier sports book, BetMGM. How about BetMGM swing for the fences? We were just out there, BetMGM State Farm Stadium. The landscape of BetMGM with PHNX Cardinals is about to change because we are going to be at, on the great yard at State Farm Stadium every single football Sunday. Myself, Bo Brock, home and away. Come check us out at the BetMGM Sportsbook. And in the meantime, what are you waiting for? Download the BetMGM app. Log in the sportsbook on your Android, iOS, smart device, whatever you got. Play the BetMGM MLB free-to-play game throughout the rest of the summer up until September 7th. So right before kickoff for opening weekend, be a batter and pick an area of the strike zone. Depending on the area of the strike zone you pick, single, double, triple, home run, or pop out, you're going to get a prize associated with that type of hit. Now you get one per day. And the prizing, you got to use it within 24 hours. So there is a clock ticking. It's a clock ticking on you downloading the app right now. Plus, we're going to hook you up. PHNX 
folks here in Arizona. Use that bonus code PHNX. Place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you're using that bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to our guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. DJ Humphrey's talking about culture shock yesterday. It's going to be a shock to my wife to see how many beers I'm going to be buying out <laughs> at the uh, BetMGM Sportsbook. For anybody that shows up wearing PHNX gear, says hi to Johnny and myself on Football Sundays. Can't wait to have you out there, but you know I'm buying Four Peaks. Uh, my allegiance, my loyalty, yeah. It's uh, it starts and ends with Four Peaks. Of course, the official beer of PHNX. We love Four Peaks. Kilt Lifter, the flagship. Uh, you've got the Wow Wheat, number one wheat beer in Arizona. Johnny, what's your favorite? You got a favorite? Uh, pumpkin. Pumpkin Porter pumpkin is coming porter. back. Yeah, you got the double pumpkin, too. You got all the IPAs. You're an IPA person. Well, you can find something for everyone over at Four Peaks. Check out, of course, the OG location, H Street in Tempe. Uh, here it's haunted, but don't be scared of the ghost because the beer is worth it. It's brewed on location. They even have the uh, the barrel-aged beer, which is so smooth. Yes, classy, nasty. Yes, absolutely. Cheers to everybody out there. Clank of Four Peaks uh, in honor of the AZ's original craft brewery. Uh, check out what they have to offer. Got to be 21 years old or, of course, we ask that you drink it responsibly. Uh, you mentioned haunted and, and scary shit. Uh, Colt <laughs> McCoy uh, playing team today what with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so they invited the fans out today, which was great. Fans, robust stadium, open practice, the running team. You got Michael Wilson out there. You got Rondell Moore. It's like, yeah, let's 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 sling it around. Colt McCoy, number 12, QB1 right now, at least for, with the first team offense, is going through the motions and pumping to the guys he Potentially mm-hmm. could and throw to and pointing. Yeah. Not throwing the football. And then we're thinking back, has Colt thrown a pass his entire practice? I know the fifth rounder out of Houston, Clayton Toos, yeah. throwing the ball around, threw an interception, but he's 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 got a live arm. He's a big kid, right? Colt McCoy kind of going through the motions on offense, not throwing the football. I, a lot of people are no, saying. No, literally. Not yeah, it's literally going through the motion. <laughs> it is. That's the that, that is literally going through the motion. Like what we saw from Colt McCoy in the first team offense. I'm really curious how other players on the first team feel about this because there's a lot of jobs. I mean, as, as Jonathan Gannon, as we showed you, I mean, everything's a competition, right? And I, you got the first team and you got guys like Zach Pascal, and Michael Wilson, the rookie, who are vying for starting positions. And you got, you know, Yelda Froholt trying to get the center position locked down. And I don't think this really impacts him as much, but the, the playmakers, the receivers, you got Colt McCoy out there, day three of training camp, and he's doing everything within the play outside of throwing the football. Just, and, and when so he'll drop back, he'll go through his progressions, and then at what he perceives as when he would release the ball, he'd point to the wide receiver, and and that was the extent of Colt McCoy. And then you would see the, the second team, uh, Clayton Tune would come out there, and it was it was he was thrown he was thrown darts, he was he was throwing the football. Jeff Driscoll was back there. David Blau, all, all the other three quarterbacks were throwing the football, but the first team, they either would run the ball and Colt would hand it off or the ball would not leave his hands at the at the end of the play. 91 Claycomb, I bet he throws tomorrow. Probably, but I think the greater point is it's day three of training camp. These guys have been off for six plus weeks and you can't throw three days in a row. You can't throw in one of the open practices. I I'm going to share some insight with everybody here in the chat. We've got 130 of you like this video. Okay, leave a comment. Are they uh, going to like what you're about to tell them? I don't know, but here's the deal. <laughs> we we have a source on this podcast. They were negotiating with Joshua Dobbs last March. They tried to get Joshua Dobbs here. They nickel and dimed it. I don't know if they regret that. Dobbs is in Cleveland. We'll see for how long. Okay, Joshua Dobbs played with uh, the Tennessee Titans last year. Austin Ford had a familiarity. I would rather see Joshua Dobbs out there right now than, than Colt McCoy. And now I'm hearing Bo Brock. We've talked about this off air. Like everybody that running with the notion, like Colt McCoy's the guy, he's going to be QB one. Yeah, probably. But I, I'm hearing like that. Let's, let's just let training camp play out. So whether it's tune or maybe it's a free agent, I would say, I would say there's like a 25, 30% chance. Colt McCoy is not the starter week one. 
Because what, what was the percentage again? 25 to 30 percent. I would say it's probably going to be Colt McCoy, but like if this is if this is the vogue, what's in vogue and what they're going to do over the course of training camp, like if Kyler Murray's not back for a month to six weeks to start this, what are you doing? You're just delaying him to not be available when this team needs him. I do you go and and you do you talk to Teddy Bridgewater? Do you see if Joshua Dobbs makes it through training camp with Cleveland? I know they drafted the quarterback. They've got Deshaun Watson. I, I just it feels like. This is the one position where they didn't add anything. We thought for sure they'd add a quarterback, whether it was Minshew or Jacoby Brissett. And who knows? Maybe this is a telltale sign that they feel like Kyler Murray is going to be ready early in the season. But I just, I'm not impressed with with a guy who I feel like is a year away from retirement, not throwing day three of what it what relatively was it was a low key practice today. Here's here's what I'll say. In in at the back end of this will be the optimistic look to this after no, no. Johnny just basically. It was a wet blanket to this Arizona Cardinals season already. No, it's not. Or the quarterback position. But here's here's what I'll say. I mean, it it is where you're coming off of watching Colt McCoy last season just take hit after hit. And and credit to him for for wearing all that and, and, and being the quarterback you know, in Kyler Murray's op- absence to to take on more than a 36-year-old quarterback at the time should have the brunt of it that he took in behind a patchwork offensive line. Uh, 37 years old, coming off, you know, calf injury, arm injuries. Uh, he had an MRI on his head at one point. His neck had to get looked at last year. Uh, it, it's concerning as far as, you know, how available is Colt McCoy going to be going yeah. into this season? Sure. Here's what I'll say I'm not too concerned about today. Okay, because he's out there, he's still running with the ones, and they're confident enough to put him back there, and they want him to literally go through the motions with the first team. And to Jalen Blair's point in the chat, and Darren Urban put this out on social media as well, Jonathan Gannon has mentioned they're going to have high-tempo days, they're going to have low-tempo days. Yeah, JG said everybody has their own maintenance plans, absolutely, and have high-intensity, low-intensity days. And and this seemed to be a low-intensity day, where maybe tomorrow when they knew Saturday, first Saturday, welcome back, practice, scrimmage, whatever, uh, is tomorrow, that they'll ramp things up and, and Colt will be back throwing the football tomorrow. Yeah, I just low intensity, high intensity. I just can't, low intensity, I, I cannot believe does not include throwing the football at all. Like, I, I get it. You're walking through the motions. You're trying to learn this new offense. That's great. And this is not a knock on Colt McCoy, the person. I just, I've seen this before. And his body broke down last year. And, and he wasn't available, right? And now he's going through a new team, a new regime, and, and an offensive line that I think is talented, but they're, they're working out the kinks of what they want to be. To me, there's just there's a very low ceiling, and I feel like it, you're potentially delaying the inevitable where you're going to have to manage and monitor his body over the course of these next two months. I just I feel like you can, you can do better. The Cardinals clearly don't, at least not right now. They feel like with Colt McCoy, the amount of money they're paying him, he can get them to Kyler Murray. He can be the bridge to Kyler Murray. But uh, just for me, I, what's the contingency plan? I thought it was really interesting during Gannon's press availability. And that's really how we started the show today. And I want to touch on this because I think it's relevant as it relates to Colt McCoy. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked Gannon, is Clayton June the number two quarterback? And he kind of agreed with it, but he's like, nothing's set. Everything's up for grabs. And that includes Colt McCoy. I know people don't want to believe like. Clayton Toon could grab this job, but he would have to play unbelievably well. He would have to light it up in the preseason, and Colt McCoy would have to regress to some degree, not be able to do ex- exchanges, handoffs, throw interceptions. But let's replay that. So we've got the open spots. Yeah. The answer from JG here. Yeah, I think all spots are open for grabs right now on the entire team. On the entire team. So, But here's, here's what I'll say. Even with Colt McCoy, whether it's a low-intensity day, arm maintenance day Clayton Toon did not sniff the first team no and and I'll maintain that you know I think Clayton Toon is a guy that they want to grab hold of the the QB2 job you know at some point this season is going to give every given every opportunity I mean he's he's run with the twos that's been his spot uh and it there's no there's no concern I think with the team with Colt McCoy it just seems like this is something that they were anticipating that they had in place that he wasn't going to do this. It's, it's a bummer for the fans that went out there today to watch the first team. I mean, it was bizarre. I've never seen anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it, it, it is odd. But at the same time, every snap it felt like, and I think every snap was, the first team offense was run by Colt McCoy. 
And yeah, I'm not disputing. I mean, we're three days into training camp. And uh, what I also would say is something you've echoed, Bo, is that Tune is much more physically gifted than David Blau and Jeff Driscoll. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that plays a part in it. But if they added a quarterback, I, I think that would put it into, I, I don't know, a little contentious area. What do you do with Clayton Tune? Is he, is he number two? Um, and I don't anticipate them adding a quarterback anytime soon, but it, it is strange. You have this quarterback, this franchise quarterback, that's coming back from injury, and we think he's coming back soon, but nobody really knows. Then you have this 37, 38-year-old, 38-year-old quarterback that's on a maintenance plan with that was signed by the prior regime. He's still hanging Are you around. Are talking about Carson Palmer or Colt McCoy? Colt McCoy. <laughs> and then you've got a fifth-round pick that's presumably the backup. It's just the most odd dynamic I've ever seen. I just... I speak for everybody. I think I just want to fast forward to when Kyler Murray comes back. I don't want to deal with this minutia. I, I don't want to have to watch Colt McCoy run team offense and just pump and point to people. It's like, no, no, no. We got pads on. Throw the football. Let's 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 get better by getting better and playing football. Gannon said that as much before. And again, uh, he, he may never do this again. This could be a one-off. I bet your ass it's not, though. I bet they do this again. Oh, I'm sure. And I I, I just don't think it's a great look. I love Gannon. I love everything they're doing. Get somebody in there who's athletic and can deliver the football for the sake of everybody else and for the sake of this team having a best opportunity to win against the Commanders Week One. Because if you're if you're monitoring Colt McCoy's usage day three at training camp, and you're going to go against the Commanders and that defensive line, and then turn around and play the Giants at home, I, I, I'm sorry, it's just it's asking a lot right now. It's it's it was it was very strange. Uh, I'll agree with you as far as watching the first team kind of work on its choreography. And then, and then you see it looked like something you see from the, March or April. You see the you second, the third, the fourth teams. And you're like, okay, we're gonna see the ball go up in the air again. And you did. And and we saw Clayton Tune. We saw the good. We saw the bad. We saw one real bad, you know, series from Clayton Tune where he threw a pick to Keytrail Clark, uh, and then kind of tried to he overthrew a pit, a ball to a very usual sure-handed Greg Dorch. Uh, it's it it was it was a strange day. And but. You know, I think tomorrow you go out there. I'm sure we'll see a, if Colt McCoy's not throwing tomorrow, then then maybe my spidey sense will go up and, and be a little bit more concerned. It's like Dennis Quaid in any given Sunday when they have that playoff game, and it's just like, just get me to halftime, Dennis. And they and they pull him at halftime. Cap? Like, yeah, right. That's that's <laughs> and then they put Willie Beeman in. That's what it feels like. It's like Colt, just get us to X point. I don't know if he can do that. How what's X point look like? The Colt McCoy I saw today, who who can't throw on day three of training camp is not getting this team four to six weeks into the season. You can, I hope he proves me wrong. I, you're going to have to prove me wrong, though, Cole. I don't believe that that's happening. Let's let's see what the chat's saying on this. Uh, Dylan Richards saying, okay, or K1 is ready week one. Uh, let's see what else we got. Blaine Clark saying, can Toon throw the ball? If he has the advantage over Colt Toon, out throwing the ball is important for the quarterback. Yeah, but as long as he's throwing it to to his, his teammates and his receivers. I mean, I, I think that's the one thing that young quarterbacks really have – uh, trouble doing, and, and we saw him nearly throw a turnover yesterday, and we saw a turnover today. Uh, Johnny needs to pound a beer, according to Derek Fife. That's almost. I don't, dis- as, I don't disagree with that. Him, him trying to pound a beer is like Colt McCoy throwing a football. That it just isn't. It's not. He's not capable of doing so. Wow, that's rude. I can <laughs> I can drink a beer if somebody gets me. Uh, producer Emma, don't you go get a, Don't you go get one. Uh, Listen, I don't. I don't think I'm not sitting here. I don't think Clayton Tune's ready to start. Like, okay, good. I, I can be on the record of saying that. But you're incur- You like the skill set, yeah? I, which I've been saying. He's big. He's yeah. mobile. He's got a nice arm. <laughs> Producer Emma. <laughs> but we can just we can put these on display because they're fantastic. The golden lager, and then of course the kilt lifter. Um, on you the other side of this graphic. Friday? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll have one okay. with my good friend Bo Brock in studio. Here's the problem, though, is that you're. Like Clayton Toon's the first line of defense. Cheers from Colt McCoy, you know, having maintenance issues three days into camp. I just, I'm a little underwhelmed. Can I say that? I'm a little, but it it makes me feel like they're going to run the football like 70% of the time. Most of what we saw today, two wide. I mean, I didn't, I don't think three wide receivers were on the field at any point during team. And I'm going to tell you right now, the two receivers that were in there, Hollywood Brown had an off day. um, But the two wide receivers that were starting were Zach Pascal and Michael Wilson. Why is that? Because they're going to be your primary receivers that run block for you, and, and and so you know Rondell Moore was in there mixing and matching as a slot receiver. I didn't see our guy Greg Dorch uh, get that much play on the first team offense, but mm-hmm. I mean th- you're 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 kidding yourself if this this is not going to be a James Conner right now Keontae Ingram led offense against the Commanders Week One. They they are going to try 
to pound the football. They just got that Swam guy from Tennessee to play tight end. Trey McBride's going to be in there getting dirty. They're going to make that game as ugly as possible. So why not make team ugly right now with Colt McCoy not throwing yeah. the football? Uh, man, and you look behind Clayton Toon, and it's zero and seven as a starter, David Blau, and one and nine as a starter, Jeff. Driscoll. I just, I just don't think they're going to be a part of this one team and six in September as starters in this league combined. Goodbye, away, goodbye. Does that, does that breathe any confidence into a van? I, I just don't. It really is going to be fascinating to, to follow along. Like one, can Colt McCoy? Can he? make it through training camp in the preseason. And it's going to be necessary for him to get preseason reps in the new offense. Yeah. He can't take the preseason off and in, yeah, it's a new regime. They're, they're not going to even entertain that. Um, and he's going to have to prove to people that he can stay healthy. But you know, if, and I know with the new quarterback rules, how you can have, you know, a third that you can an emergency. Yeah. You can yeah. have an emergency. So, you know, does that make as many available once the rosters get cut down, you know, at the end of the preseason, it's really going to be fascinating. Like how how Jonathan Gannon, how Drew Petzing, and how Monty Osfort view you know that position with the the very real prospect of Kyler Murray not being available week one. I mean, I think you look back two years ago when Colt McCoy was the starter in lieu of Kyler Murray when he had his hamstring, right? Mm -hmm. And they went to San Francisco and they beat the shit out of the Forty Nine ers ankle, ankle. yeah. And what was it? It was James Conner. It was play action. It was dump offs, right? It was make a play on third down when you have to. That's what they are attempting to manufacture. And I think they can do that to some degree. I just, I don't know if Colt McCoy is going to hold up. And it was discouraging to, today, seeing on third day of, of training camp that Colt McCoy wasn't throwing the ball at all. I mean, and they, it was a light practice, but other quarterbacks were throwing. I'll get off of it. I just want to say, hurry back, Kyler Murray. Come on now. We need Kyler Murray back. I saw I saw Colt make a pretty big time throw yesterday to Rondell Moore, and I and I was kind of surprised by it. The 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 just what he got on that throw in a good. He way. probably kept him out of practice today. That no, he did not. It's just his arm. He just threw his arm out. So he, I'm out tomorrow, guys. <laughs> yeah, he he'll he'll complete you know 20 passes it's, against the Camaras. Yeah, I'm gonna take next week. It's in off, our guys. camp day two highlights for sure. There's a, there's a Colt McCoy throw. Uh, to Rondell Moore, who just fantastic route that he ran and, and got wide open and Colt hit him downfield. I want to get to one of these comments here. Yeah. Santana in the chat. Johnny, why are you so mad? Breathe, bro. Have you prayed today? <laughs> uh, I have prayed to the football gods, and I've asked them, please, 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 pray for a quick recovery for <laughs> Kyler Murray. Also, please, get Michael Wilson the football. I, I think I was a little bit discouraged because you know we're, we're trying to get clips for the show. And I was keyed in on number 14. How can you not? He's a specimen out there. And I'm like, he's open. Let's go, Colt. Get it in there. And he just was pumping it. And I, it was disappointing. I was also disappointed. We, Majay Sanders didn't practice today. Mm -hmm. He's got a hand. Mm -hmm. And so his status is undetermined right now. And then Trey McBride looked like kind of a semi-off day for him as well. So Year two guy, yeah. Yeah. So we're leaving the facility today. And Bo and I are getting off the mm -hmm. um elevator and then Trey McBride and Michael Wilson were getting on the elevator together and I just want to be like this is my three best it's my friends guys right it's, it's Bo, Johnny's guys it's Trey it's Michael <laughs> uh and it just it's a lot of good stuff but in all seriousness but it really was like a dumb and dumber like oh big gulps huh all right see you later like just we just like <laughs> yeah get out of here it's like get away from me uh what are you reporter nerd what are you an intern <laughs> yeah. uh and then Bo it's, reminded me that I'm like 15 years older than both of those guys yeah. and they both tough pick me up like a rag doll you know, it's it is interesting though. You watch the dynamic of this offense; it is so different. Mm -hmm. They're in the, they're under you know under center under center ninety percent of the time, and they're just they're huge men now. It looks like an NFL offense. I don't know, you know, it might not match Kingsbury's productivity year one with the Arizona Cardinals offensively in twenty nineteen, but it's Zach Pascal and Michael Wilson and Trey McBride and these huge offensive linemen. And they're going to run the football. And again, they're going to try to muck up games. But it is refreshing to see. You know, I think Rondell Moore's usage will be better. How can it not be? Greg Dorch is Greg Dorch. But he did run the football today, though. Yeah, you told. Yeah, I missed Ron, that there was a design Rondell Moore run. And uh, if if Cliff was somehow still the head coach of this team, it would have sent the the crowd there at State Farm Stadium in who a frenzy. Do you feel like there's a player on this team that's being slept on on either side of the football based on what you're seeing at camp? Uh, I mean, I think you look at 
the the linebacking core, I think it, it's kind of showing itself where it's going to be a Kazir White, Josh Woods, and and then the corners. You talk about Christian Matthew. I think he's playing as as of right now. He's playing opposite Marco Wilson. Marco Wilson, who you talked to today. I mean, he's he's one of those sleepers. Yeah. A guy last year that we were kind of like, what's 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 the future with of uh, Marco Wilson hold? You know, he's losing his job at that point to Antonio Hamilton. Where I I don't think there's any question around Marco Wilson at this point. Right yeah, now. and Antonio Hamilton kind of third or fourth on the depth chart right now, and they're they're going with younger players. Christian Matthew, who was a late round pick last year certainly has the size and the ability, but can he pick up Gannon's defense? And then I would also say right now on the defensive line, like Cameron Thomas is a starter. Majay Sanders is out right now, but he, I think he was behind Cameron already. BJ Ojolari, who we saw today is working his way back. I think he'll be back soon. Like Cameron Seen Thomas, a lot of Dennis Gardeck. Yeah. We don't want to talk about that. We, <laughs> I, Zayvon Collins is probably going to start. But I, I think he's still very much a work in progress. Like your best bet to to get after the quarterback week one, I think, is ninety seven. He did it at the collegiate level. He did it last year, and now he's got an opportunity. Like he's going to play ninety, I think, eighty five, ninety percent of the snaps. Yeah. That opening weekend against Sam Howell. If if I had to bet one player to break <laughs> out on the defensive line this year, it's it's ninety seven. I think Cameron Thomas is set up for immediate success. I'm not selling my stock on BJ or, or Maje. But BJ hasn't hasn't practiced at all, and then Maje Sanders got hurt. But I I think Cameron again was ahead of of Maje Sanders already. Yeah, BJ is there when they're doing position groups. He, he's right there as the pass rushers are, are doing their drills and training camp. And you know I I can hear him. He's asking questions. Uh, he's kind of mimicking what his his teammates are doing. Uh, BJ Ujulari, who was placed on pup to start this this training camp after what Jonathan Gannon said he kind of cleaned up, yeah. had a procedure on his knee. Uh, he feels like I feel like he's close. Yep. Uh, I feel like Garrett Williams is close. Well, yeah. I mean, um, we can't share too much on that, but I mean, Garrett Williams, I think, is going to be back before people yeah, thought he was going to be back. Could he play in preseason potential? I, I mean. I don't Seems think that's like he, out with, yeah. out of the question. Yeah, I mean, there on day one at camp, you know, we asked Jonathan in but mostly about Kyler, uh, and, and he said BJ's close, and, and Kyler it's day to day, and going with that injury, you have good days, bad days. It's not linear as far as the the development or the rehab on the knee, but it, it really feels like you know the Arizona Cardinals are, are going to get some, those two, you know, second and third rounders maybe before the start of the season, which would be good I, because you can start to evaluate, you know, what Monty Osfort got in those rounds to where those guys kind of fell kind of in his lap and, and at premium positions. I mean, I'll say this, like Garrett Williams watched the tape at, at, uh, at Syracuse fast. He's yeah. really athletic and he's a ball hawk. Uh, we saw in the, in the chat, you know, Matt actually asked to Garrett Williams. I didn't see that. Mr. J asking him about Papo. That was somebody I really wanted to key into, uh, today watching Papo he's at he's kind of on the field with Kyle Soley so when you t- when you think about the first team I'm saying it's Woods and it's Kazir White who Gannon said is gonna he's handling calling the defense for now degree dot for now and it's his probably his to lose right mm-hmm. and then you kind of look like Chris Barnes is behind those guys and then the third team it, and Papo's seen some second team reps as well but uh, not really putting too much on their plate. It feels like early in camp. No, but I'm I. We sat in the other room and watched Garrett Williams get drafted by this franchise, and I'm like, that's a redshirt pick. We'll see him maybe Thanksgiving. That I, I I'm ready to be wrong about that. He he to me I think is going to be back way sooner than I thought. That other people thought. How quickly can he pick up Gannon's defense? But again, if if what we've seen and heard kind of behind the scenes is any indication, like they're going to give the rookies immense immense leeway the leash is going to be long it's the opposite of Vance joseph and, and cliff kingsbury and again that uh, people are are asking why aren't they claiming corners signing corners you know, our guy trayvon so, mullen was just released again, again today for an injury. i saw cam dancer was released by the bills yeah after like the bills picked up a, an old friend no 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 don't talk about that <laughs> okay andy isabel is a, a member of the buffalo bills and producer sean was in here earlier talking him up and i just i don't have the stomach after watching colt mccoy not throw today i can't right. talk <laughs> i can't talk about andy isabel to the to the bills but i they, they are giving rookies the first crack at all of these jobs now that that might not be the case in late september october if, if some people aren't ready maybe they'll sign some players but like 
John Gaines is the second team center right now. Michael Wilson is playing with the starters. Paris Johnson Jr. is a starter. B.J. Ojolari will play when he's healthy. Garrett Williams, et cetera. And, you know, Owen Papo and Clayton Toon are, are going to be on the roster. Th- this rookie class is the first class that will be hit, be given grace and patience by their head coach and general manager for the first time, it feels like, in 15, 20 years. It's a, I would feel blessed to be a part of this draft class if I was them, not only because you got drafted, but because the immense patience and the coaching that you're going to get from Jonathan Gannon, Nick Rollis, and Drew Petzing and company is elite. And I, I, the development that they're going to emphasize is something that was not prioritized by the prior regime. Yeah. It just wasn't. Uh, Dylan asking Joshua is really a starting linebacker. When when they go to nickel and they've got two on the field, uh, kind of playing Mike and the Mo, he it, he's going to play out there with Kazir White when it's going to be Penny. And there's one linebacker. It's going to be Kazir White. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, there is Rashad Fenton in Hamilton. Hamilton, I commented to Johnny today, just feels like he's he's not where he was last year. Uh, he's he, he hit that number 30. Uh, that's how old he is now. So we'll see if, if Hamilton can kind of jumpstart this this camp and get back to where he was with this organization last year. Um, and then the question about the offensive line, Nate was asking about the offensive line. Uh, what's it look like? Johnny, you got your first glimpse of it. Still seeing Froll hold at the center position, and yeah. then Elijah Wilkinson continues to hold down the left guard spot while it's Paris Johnson Jr. at right tackle. Right guard is it's held down by Hernandez and, of course, DJ Humphreys. Yeah, and then they go five deep behind them. They've got Kelvin Beecham, Josh Jones as the backup tackles, and then you know they sign Pet Fline, right? John Gaines. And Fline's Gaines, Gaines is, is running second team center, yeah, yeah. and, and Fline's playing some guards. So who knows? Maybe he's, he's going to compete for the, for the first team guard. So it's not a group that I would say is lacking on depth. Do they have a bunch of all pros? No, but I mean, they are going to try to be a downhill running team and and good hell on that right side. Will Hernandez and, and Paris Johnson Jr. Those are two top 40 picks. And in Paris, Paris's case, he was a top six pick just running right at you. Yeah. They, they, it's it's going to be three, four yards to James Conner and Keontae Ingram flipping field position and then hopefully bursting and, and breaking a long run. It's not going to be, hey, guys, let's try to have, you know, a three down possession, take 30 seconds and throw three horizontal screens in the process. They're going to try to establish a presence up front, at least on the offensive line that has not been established in the Kingsbury era. That was in the Kingsbury era. Mm -hmm. I have more concerns about the defensive line. Rashad Lawrence looks like he's a starter. Um, and then, the, of course, the guy out of Dallas, that the, the veteran, what's Carlos Watkins. Carlos Watkins is in the mix, Lucky Foto. That's a position group I still worry about. Lead better. Yeah, I, I, to me, it's like that that group, the Cardinals are going to have the third waiver claim throughout the course of the preseason and I think the first couple weeks of the regular season. If there's a starting caliber defensive tackle, a young player that they could claim, that's the position. Because I, I know a lot of people are pointing to corner. We're going to get to a point of the season, and it's going to be Marco Wilson and I believe Garrett Williams and then Jalen Thompson in the slot. I think they're happy with that group mm-hmm. um, because they already play a ton of defensive backs anyway with Isaiah Simmons now at free safety. But man, oh man, like like imagine if if Rashad Lawrence goes down again, like your your depth on the D, D tackle side of things is not there. So I, I would say that that's the position group right now more so than anything that I would key in on as, as a potential upgrade option. Yeah, uh, I see Jose. We're here with the 199 super sticker. It's a what is that a one with some balloons? All right, <laughs> all right. Colt McCoy, number one quarterback. <laughs> Kyler Murray's number one. That's true. Uh, it's it, as far as I think we pretty much hit most of the positions. Um, well, let's talk about running back because yeah, I mean JG, you asked him the other day about adding a back. Keontae Ingram's number two to James Conner. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think they're just gonna roll with that for better or worse. Here's what I will say. Like the, the running back group, it's big. It's it's not Chase Edmonds and Eno Benjamin back there, respectfully to those guys. Like I think they want big in-between runners, don't you think? Yeah, and, and I like what I've seen from from Keontae. And, and I don't want to like create false hype, but you I, I know we had DA Damian Anderson on this show. He was one of our co-hosts for a long time. Uh, and he tr- was in the pre-draft process with Keontae Ingram coming yeah. out of USC via Texas before that. Uh, and was one of the top Texas high school running backs, and one of the top, you know, you know, high school prospects going to the college level. He's a guy that shows uh, he looks smooth finding holes. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's not, he wasn't a, a, a speedster coming out of college by any means. I mean, he was a high four five guy, yep. maybe four six. Uh, but you know, there was plays where I was trying to look at Paris Johnson Jr. 
play the offensive line. And I was surprised to see on the film Keontae Ingram find the hole. And, and it wasn't a large you know, rush lane for him. And he was finding it and he was looking smooth. And I think that, you know, that's somebody that that they're going to want to to lean on, you know, to, to spell James Conner. And when you talk about Paris Johnson Jr. And, and Will Hernandez being more geared to the run, it's everybody's going to know which side they're going to lean or, you know, be more partial to running the football, the right side of the line. And then on the left side, you, you've got more guys who are geared towards pass blocking, right? And I don't know if that's necessarily good from a schematic standpoint or mm-hmm. strategic standpoint, but it's also like, Hey, cater to the strengths of this team. And I, yeah. I know that Petsing, I know that JG and Rollis are going to do that. From a coaching standpoint, it's like Elijah Wilkinson, your left guard so far right now, is more of a pass pro guy, and so is DJ Humphreys. And then the right side's the the run, the setup for the run side. Yeah, I think the biggest question mark right now is can Yelda Frold hold, hold down the center spot, or is it going to be a, a situation where he gets kind of Wally pipped at the last second preseason? I, if, if there's one reason to tune into the preseason, it's to watch our coverage. But number two is let's see how things play out with this offense. Because I, today it felt like certainly the defense was ahead of the offense. I, I think the defense, especially their back seven, it's got a lot of talent, right? That's what they got first rounders, second rounders all over that back seven of the defense. The offense to me, again, it's going to go and not go with, with who's under center. Um, and right now we just kind of remains to be seen how, how high of an mm-hmm. o- operation they can have with a limitation at quarterback. And I'm, you know, I'm talking to you number 12, and I'm also talking to you about pins and aces. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to save you 15% off. If you're not familiar with pins and aces, let me tell you about them. They're the official golf apparel of all city and PHNX big drive energy. Have you ever heard of them? One of the top golf podcasts available. My favorite polo at home. It's from our friends at pins and aces. It's a peacock and polo because every time I wear it, people ask me, where'd you get that soft material? Looks like something that you would get at a high-end luxury, you know, boutique. Clo- boutique clothing store. But at the end of the day, it's going to save you money. Not only going to pinsandaces.com for a polo or whatever you need, but they've also got hats, golf bags, our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag. And again, their stuff's hot in the best possible way. It's going in and out of stock like that because of how popular it is. We're going to hook you up. Go to pinsandaces.com. Use that promo code PHNX. It's going to gift you 15% off your first order plus free shipping. Again, that's pinsandaces.com. Use the promo code PHNX, 15.15 off your entire order plus free shipping. And again, if you're like, well, they don't have my size right now, click that notification button. You're going to get an email. I promise stuff goes in and out of stock fast (laughs) because this stuff is hot. People want it. It's breathable. It's perfect for these summer days in Arizona where it's like 200 effing degrees outside. (laughs) Pins and Aces is going to hook you up. Breathable wear, pinsandaces.com. Versatile. It's not just for uh, wearing out there on the links or the golf course. It's uh, it's something you can wear out to dinner. You can, yeah. As you said, you wear it around town. People compliment you all the time. They do this. They do the fabric feel. They do. And sometimes, say, hey, don't I'm, touch I'm into me. it. Respect sometimes my personal space, yeah. would you? Um, also, uh, you know, what's versatile is OGs. OGs is versatile as far as accommodating what you want yeah. from your cannabis experience, from your gummy experience. And what they have right now is nostalgia, too. They've got that on tap thanks to their pink lemonade that they released at the end of last month. And it's the best gummy for the summer because it takes you back to sitting out there on the porch with an ice cold glass of pink lemonade. It just taps into it. It's delicious. And it's, of course, solid gummy, one of many from OGs. Check out their full product line, ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. They've got the uh, all the decisions that are made easier. You can check out the fruits, the creams. they got the mixed bags. You can figure out which gummies are best for you. They've got the sleep time gummy as well. It's going to help put you to sleep, keep you asleep. Thanks to our friends at OGs. Check out what cannabis experience you want from our friends over at OGs and then at ogsbrands.com and then go buy them at your local dispensary. Got to be 21 years or older to purchase. So Buda Baker met with the media today for the first time since added money was uh, added to his contract for each of the next two years. And and while I think, you know, he's happy to be back. He wants to be here in Arizona. You can tell, you know, you mentioned to me as we were leaving the facility, it did feel like Buda, you know, is not satisfied yet. This is mm-hmm. not like, you know, with all due respect, the Humphreys and the, and the Marcus Golden extensions last mm-hmm. year when those guys basically... They got paid, and then injuries kind of derailed their season. They kind of took the season off. Like, Buda Baker is poised, I think, for his best season to date. I think he's pissed off. He feels disrespected. He even brought up, 
you know, the NFL, you know, mm. rankings of top 100. That was unprovoked. That yeah, was, it was. That, he brought that up. Yeah. And the, he, he now I don't think so much where he was ranked, but like they're using an old picture of him as number 32. He's been wearing number three for the past couple of years. He wants to be paid and extended by the Cardinals. And I, I still think now that kind of we, we broke bread a little bit with both he and JG and Austin Ford, like that can still happen next offseason. If, if you're banking on one player to have a year unlike any other, and I think we're talking like 90, 100 tackles, a handful of interceptions, Buda Baker is poised for an all-pro season because the amount of intensity he radiated from that press conference, uh, press conference room today mm-hmm. I think was t- very tangible. Yeah, he, Bodu Baker, you know, is the first availability that he's had since the, of, of course, when he cracked his shoulder last season that took him out for the rest of the year. <clears throat> and he was able to get back to uh, to play in the Pro Bowl Frisbee competition or whatever the hell they do now. Yeah. Um, I'm joking, of course. They play flag <laughs> football. Uh, and the, Buda Baker, basically, he, he was asked a lot of questions about what went down this offseason. And he was, he was pretty tight-lipped about it and basically came from a place of he can only control what he can control. Right. Yeah. And he, he understands that there's a business side to this, this league and it's brutal. And that if, despite all the success and all the goodwill that he's garnered throughout his, his really impressive career that it can go away tomorrow. And I think that he's saying that because he wants to be, you know, given something to give him, because uh, he 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 plays, he practices, he trains like he's going to be here for the long haul, and I think he wants the team to reciprocate that. Yeah, and and that's fine. And 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 you know, Monty Ford, I think, is setting it up to where they're going to have those negotiations potentially next off season. I wouldn't be shocked if if Buda Baker's going crazy this year with with having a career year. If if they say, hey, let's start negotiations a little early, yeah. right? Uh, Buda Baker is is the epitome of of what Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austinfort want from this team, and it, it's just good that they've got him in a place where, and I don't even know if it might be better the place he is in a mindset where he's hungry. He's mm-hmm. even hungrier than he would be if they said, "Hey, you know what? Here's here's a giant check. Let's let's extend you." Like he's he's got something to play for just than than he normally does. Yeah, Austin Ford was on the field, on the sideline, watching He's his, been all camp, by the way. Yeah, watching as many draft picks, engaged with with coaches and players. And, you know, he said that Buddha did as much that his agent and Austin Ford had really good conversations. And they'd been in touch for some time. And hopefully they remain in touch because when I mean, you look at the, the this roster itself, and I just talked about maybe the lack of star power. Like, could you imagine number three not being out there? It just, for me... Like they have an ability now to have a strength in their secondary and at the safety position with the inclusion of Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker has to be around. You have to have Buda Baker locked in with this team because your your franchise franchise quarterback's not available, mm-hmm. right? He's rehabbing from a torn ACL. We don't know when he's coming back. Whereas number three is is your glue guy. He's the he's the player that people want to come out and see at home games at State Farm Stadium. And he, I I think eventually he's going to have his name up in the Ring of Honor. I think he's a borderline Hall of Famer. So. It's great. We're happy for him. And I think even today you could tell, like, everybody prepare yourselves. Buda Baker is going to have a, a great season. Uh, there was somebody in the chat, uh, Danell, in the chat said, did anybody stand out besides Buda as, as an on-field leader, as, as another leader? You know, I think DJ Humphreys would yeah. fit that build. You know, I banged on Colt McCoy in the second segment. He's a, he's over there talking to Michael Wilson and Ro- and Rondell Don't Moore. Don't you dare. I know. You know, I, I, think, it's, <laughs> I think it's Colt. I think it's... I think it's DJ Humphreys, and then yeah. maybe on the defensive side, I think Kazir White wants to. Josh kind of be Woods that guy. for sure. Yeah. Um, and you look at the maybe the the receiving core. Um, you, you I don't know if Hollywood Brown is more of a guy that's going to lead with his actions yeah. more so than he, not going to be vocal, but when he's asked, you know, he's he's saying all the right things to back up his teammates and and show that his allegiance to his his club and and that's good. I mean, I think that everybody's kind of following suit. You know, this Jonathan Gannon is setting the tone. His coaching staff is setting the tone. And it's it's not just an empty calorie word anymore. It's accountability. And, and this team is, is is I'm not going to say three days in the training camp. They truly understand what it is. I mean, it's going to take, you know, if they come out of the gates and they struggle, you know, what's what it's going to take to truly be accountable to try to dig themselves out of a hole. Uh, and that's that remains to be seen. But I think that they're in good hands as far as, their head coach, their general manager, and they've got some decent guys as far as in the locker room on the playing field 
leading the way as well. But it's a great question, uh, Danelle. I think that as far as who the other leaders are, after kind of a, a change of regime where you got JJ JJ Watt exiting, you've got DeAndre Hopkins exiting, and your quarterback unavailable. It's 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 a it's one of those things where it's up in the air. No Byron Murphy, no Zach Allen. I will say Zach, or Pat- otherwise it's up in the air. Yeah, I, it's because with Buddha, I think with him coming back, it's no longer a question. But you need more than just Buddha. I think Zach Pascal has has been really engaged with everybody, especially these younger players. He's a glue guy that came from Philadelphia, Indianapolis. He's been around the NFL really good special teamer that I think is is going to be a factor in the intermediate passing game for this offense. You know, James Conner is going to fit that build. The offense is like the look at the defense and the, the flash is on the defensive side of the football, right? The, the defensive backs are brash. They have a, a swagger and attitude about them where, I mean, it's cliche and it's an old term, but the offense is going to be three yards in a cloud of dust. It's going to be a very meat and potatoes offense. It's not the sex appeal of Cliff Kingsbury's offense for lack of a better term like that. That's it's the furthest thing. If you, if you guys were anti Cliff Kingsbury's offense, not the person, but the, but the scheme and the philosophy of how Cliff Kingsbury did things, it's the opposite end of that. It's, it's play action. It's dump offs, right? It's intermediate throws. They'll, they'll hit a, an occasional deep pass to Hollywood or Rondell. But I mean, they, they want to be physical with the opposing defense, the, the defensive front. Um, and that's that's encouraging because this franchise has really never been physical while their time in Arizona. Like you have to go back to like the mid to late 70s when they had a couple of Hall of Famers on the offensive line where they ran the football effectively. Like they're, they're, they're trying to get back to that. They're trying to get to a point where when Kyler Murray comes back, it's like a finely tuned machine where he enters as a cog. And yes, in all his greatness, he can elevate this group, certainly. But it's not, hey, Kyler, go save us in the second half against the Las Vegas Raiders. Hey, Kyler, go make a Hail Mary against the Buffalo Bills because we don't know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> it, it, it's it's just completely different, and it's going to take time to implement that. Yeah, and there was a question earlier uh, in the chat, way earlier, maybe in the first segment, segment talking about the the offense. and Emma, You don't have to look it up, but asking about the concern that we would have with Drew Petson coming from Cleveland or a place where they struggled offensively last year is like, look, this was an organization that put all their chips into the center of the table on Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson was not available for the first 11 games of the season, yeah. rightfully so, right? Uh, they had Jacoby Brissett running quarterback there. Yeah. And it was, it was an offense that was Nick Chubb and Amari Cooper. And that was the talent that was really, I mean, David and Joku, maybe you can throw in there, but for the most part, that was the talent they had on the offensive side of the football. And I thought that they were able to make do. And I think that Drew Petzing has that uh, experience trying to figure out a way with kind of being dealt uh, chicken shit, uh, making it into chicken salad offensively. It's possible. I mean, this was a team, if you look at the next level uh, analytics, you know, in, in John Costco of PFF pointed this out. They got open at a top five clip in the NFL. They're, they're receivers. So guys are going to be open and it seems like they're going to be able to protect and it feels like they want to run the football. And it seems like that that's not exactly, you know, uh, splitting Adams offensively. It's pretty yeah. simple. And I think that the Cardinals, if it's, it's not too much beyond that. And if, if the defense can kind of hold serve and not put them at too big of a deficit, it can it can just be like Cleveland where they were I think more competitive than people expected last year. Yeah, and I again I banged on Colt McCoy. I'll give the benefit of the doubt to Gannon, Austin Ford, and Drew Petzing. Like if they've seen enough from Colt in practice that they feel like he's going to allow them to be competitive in Kyler Murray's absence, that's that's good enough for me. I, I've seen Colt McCoy win games for this franchise on the road in the division, so. Uh, you know, I, I'm willing to be surprised by number 12 one more time. I'm going to be surprised if everybody doesn't go to gophnx.com right now, though, and take advantage up to 50% off the entire merchandise locker. If you've been thinking, man, I like those T-shirts. I like those hats you guys have been rocking. I don't know if I want to pull the trigger just yet, my friend. This is the time. Up to 50% off. We've got T-shirts for under $20. We've got hoodies, zip-ups under $40. We've got premier hats you can't get anywhere else under $30. All you got to do, go to gophnx.com, click on the merchandise locker, save right now. And plus, if you're thinking to yourself, I just like one for free, Johnny, become a diehard. Every single year, you're a diehard at gophnx.com. You're going to get a free hat or shirt of your choosing. Every year, it comes up 
Look at those hats. Fantastic. My favorite is the white when I have a nice summer tan, right? And then it gets to the point of the year, I go back to the black. I love I love to rotate it. Although my wife's, you know, saying I got some sweat stains on them, so I need to upgrade. I need to I need to re reload here. How about the That's bird way past too? How about the bird gang? How about the Hollywood Hills sign? We love it. How about the celebratory tea? Emma's going, we're playing the hits right now. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, we've got some t-shirts coming up. So here, here's what I want everybody to do. Go and load up on PHNX Cardinals gear. Get all the gear, right? Come hang out at BetMGM. We'll buy your beer every time you're rocking gear. And then this fall, just wait and see what the new gear looks like because I'm going to mm. tell you it's going to blow your socks off. But you get all that <laughs> and more at gophnx.com. It was a fantastic read before you became my grandmother. It's going to knock your socks it's off. It's going <laughs> to knock your socks off, little Johnny. Get to gophnx.com. Do it now. phnxlocker.com. Absolutely take advantage of uh, all the deals going on, absolutely. There's also deals going on at foco.com. Actually, you were ranting just the last segment, yeah. and I was cruising and perusing foco.com. All the cardinal stuff that they have, they have the floral large frame sunglasses. These are pretty elite. They've got the uh, I look great in those. Do you want the the plaid bib overalls? I think I, cardinals? I'd love to wear that to training camp. I mean, you talk about Paris Johnson, the excitement. Paris Johnson Jr. bobblehead is sold out at foco.com love it love it but you can get yourself an arizona cardinals team colored isolated stainless steel mug yeti style why not and get 10 percent off of it by using the promo code phnx we got several foco items on our set that spruce things up make it look cool uh you got to do that for yourself go to foco.com that's f-o-c-o.com use that promo code phnx and you got for all non-sale items you can use that phnx code for 10% off. I gotta, I gotta say like on a Friday evening, uh, just pumped that there's over 120, almost 130 people in here. Hit that like button. Uh, we're just getting started. We talk about the bet MGM sports book. We're going to be hanging out each and every NFL Sunday for Cardinals games and away games. Uh, we, we talked about with our, with our leaders of PHNX, some very cool things coming down the pike on this, that we are going to be able to talk about at this time next week. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to PHNX underscore sports on YouTube. Uh, I saw somebody in the chat say, you guys are covering the preseason. You bet your ash we are. We're yeah. going to be out at BetMGM as much as we can. We're going to be doing post-game shows for every single preseason game. Coverage you can't get anywhere else. And that starts tomorrow, manana. A special Saturday post-practice show. We're thinking probably right around the same time as media availability ends. We're going to run back to the studio and we're going to get online with all of you to talk about hopefully a practice in which the quarterbacks are throwing and the receivers <laughs> are catching but again like this video subscribe to phnx sports on youtube subscribe to the phnx cardinals podcast get your smartphone out whatever device you're rocking go to your podcast search phnx cardinals follow it today now because again we're dropping exclusive audio only podcasts here shortly with information you can't find anywhere else but you got to subscribe to the podcast and, and show a little bit of class Go in there and leave a five-star <laughs> review for your boy. Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable here. Banner week. You know week. what? We'll even do this. If you go into the review section of Apple Podcasts yeah. and you just ask a question with a five-star rating, we'll answer that question on there. Oh, my God. I love that idea. And we're even tinkering or around with an Leave a funny antidote or something that you observed as far as Johnny Venerable goes. Yeah, we'll, we'll read it on there. Funny. <laughs> funny how like i like i'm a clown like i amuse you uh tomorrow post game show from practice maybe do an instagram live open q a we got a bunch of stuff in the works but we can only do it with all of you for bull brock i'm johnny venerable have a safe happy healthy friday night we'll see you tomorrow